welcome back. Pull up a chair and join us at the table this week for another episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice, a tabletop role-playing podcast. Welcome back to Paper, Pencil, Dice. So, actually, um, Tony, can yeah? you do me a favor? Sure. Uh, I need you to shut up for a little bit, because uh, okay. tonight we have something special for you. Okay. So tonight we are going to be playing 5th edition, and much to Tony's dismay, he's not going to be running the podcast tonight. Yeah. Uh, it'll be me, Brandon, you, the voice of Tormir. You say dismay, I say relief. You don't he understand says that. how bad he is when he has to actually play a ca- <laughs> uh, uh, an actual character. He is a handful, trust me. Well, right now, he gets to sit back, relax, and I get to take all the stress. This will be my first time DMing, so please go gentle on me, listeners. Don't. Really don't. No mercy. Get him. Sick him. Listen to Brian. (laughs) All right. So, just to set the scene for you guys, we're going to be taking a look through the eyes of a traveling merchant as he's walking into town. As a merchant strolls up to the gates, it's a fairly modest town. Nothing particularly special about it. Wooden fences, wooden gate, leading into a paved stone and brick walkway to the center of town. Along this main drag, there are several shops set up around the side of the road to each side. The construction in this town is mostly stone and mortar. There are some smaller wooden buildings, mostly thatched roofs, but nothing spectacular about this place. However, as he makes his way to the center of town, there is a large obsidian obelisk with veins of different stones running through it. Etched into this obelisk, are different runes, which gave off a faint glow at all times. Just a little bit of a pulse, but that's about it. In this region, these obelisks are known as sky stones. They are magical entities that are manipulated to allow individuals or groups to travel in between them. You have to know where you're going, but once you do, you can activate these stones and travel to another destination. However, our merchant looks over to the left and sees an individual walking out of one of the more prominent buildings in the area known as Nightfellow's Bakery and Confections. And this individual, Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so my name is Chris. Uh, I am, so I am, <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what am I, what, who am I? Sorry, <laughs> who am I? Guard. What am I? Who caught me off guard. Put him into an existential crisis. Wonderful. <laughs> who are you? you put me off, caught me off guard here a little bit. It's fine. First money bags. Okay. Gotcha. Ah, <laughs> uh, not so much. Uh, so I am playing a dwarf druid. Uh, oh, you're playing the goes, dwarf, are you? Yeah. Choice. Uh, and I am, uh, my name is Vonick Hammerbane. 
but I go by Vic. Uh, I'm I don't know. I I'm. Uh, I guess you'll find out what more about what I am. I guess. But okay, okay. So as you're making your way out of the bakery, the merchant turns to you and s- says, "Hello, Vonick. How are you doing today?" Do I know his name? Huh? No, you don't know this guy. Like he barely okay. know you barely know who anyone is, but people know who you are and we'll figure out why in just a second. Sure. Really good I'm to like, see you in this part of Ironfell. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How how are you today? I'm doing great. You going to be leaving town again today? I mean, it depends. Potentially. I mean, I, I, I have some other business in town, but uh, uh, I do have some business out of town. Well, according to the transport schedule, you know, someone's set to leave town today. Really? Yeah. I thought it'd be you since, you know, you're the only one in town who can do it. Oh, oh, you mean that. Got it. Yes, of course. I mean... You you got me. All right, well, uh, Vonick, you have a you have a great day. I'm just gonna go potter around, try and peddle my wares. Say, do you? Uh... What, 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 I have these saying? large bags uh, of money. Uh, do you have anything to sell? <laughs> <clears throat> I don't have any large bags of money. Do I? What? I have large bags of money. Uh, no, I was just... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm still <laughs> flustered, apparently. I don't know who this guy is. Vic does not so. do well under pressure. As, nope. as you're looking a little bit confused, he just kind of wanders off and does his thing, just happily walking about. Sure. So you suddenly remember, oh, yeah, that's right. There is a scheduled transport today. And, oh, it's set to go in about five minutes. Oh, shoot. Right. I better get going. All right. So as you walk up to the stone. Shucks. We see another individual walking up to the center of town. And it's another dwarf. So, Brian, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name's Brian. I am known in other uh, realms as a theater, but uh, here I am playing the role of Hammerfell Thunderfoot, a dwarf paladin. Um, he is getting on in his years. He has... Uh, a mostly gray beard at this point. You can see a few flecks of black that where his hair used to be dark in color, but he is a mountain dwarf um, from the mountain kingdoms. Um, and uh, he's just walking the realms right now, um, trying to uh, procure some uh, goods to take back down, back to the mountain, hoping for some gems or some nice shiny stones. And shortly afterwards, another individual approaches. Tony, would you like to introduce yourself? 
Sure. Uh, I am a somewhat pale but well-dressed um, human. Uh, I am wearing... It, it. Honestly, it looks like it's uh, sort of like a tunic with uh, sort of uh, additional padding underneath and a robe over top of it all. Um, I have a, uh, a number... I have a book hanging uh, off of a chain off one side of my waist... Um, otherwise, the majority of my uh, clothes are either blue, dark black with uh, um, like silver-colored inlays within the clothing. Uh, sparkly. Yeah. I am probably relatively known around the area. I'm not necessarily from here. I, I, I'm assuming anyway. Um, but I serve in a lot of capacity as a diplomat around the area. Uh, my name is... Morgan Snow, but most people refer to me as Mr. Snow. Not President Snow? No. Mr. Snow, Mr. Snow. Not John Snow. Oh, oh dear. Snow business, or there's no business like snow business. And right. wh- where did I walk up to? Or the obelisk. I- okay. As everyone here has business to go traveling and you're keeping time and your itinerary has one last individual who's not shown up yet near about a minute past when you should be leaving and hastily running up you know with a bit of a Reticence, you find Jess, if you want to introduce yourself. Um Hi I'm Jess. Uh I'm playing uh Finn, uh Plate Crusher. Uh, how, what's your full name? Uh don't make me pronounce it. <laughs> Bunathar uh Finn Fe- got Tony Finn Finn Kuthagash. <laughs> Look, Tony picked this out for me. No, used it. Well, I helped. Well, we yes. used we used the name generator. <laughs> Fen Kutharagash. Try try saying that. Fen Kutharagash. Now three times fast. Fen Kutharagash. Fen. <laughs> <laughs> hate you. So Just call me Fen. Plate crusher. Right, um, dragonborn barbarian. Uh, copper dragon, so I will get acid breath eventually. Or do I have it now? You have it now. Okay, I have it now. Bwahaha. Yeah, you have really bad breath. It's it's acidic. Yeah, well. <laughs> Where have you been? You're late. We have a schedule. I'm on time. Not by my count. I made it in time. You're fine. You're lucky I didn't leave without you. She did make it before you left. By strict definition, she's not late. Mm, only because I chose to leave late. I walk over to you and I go, I don't believe I've had the pleasure. I am Mr. Snow and I hold out a hand to you. Thin plate crusher. Thin plate cutter. Hefts, hefts a big maul over her shoulder. 
That's impressive. I will, I will do, endeavor my best not to be struck by that. Good. It'll hurt you a lot. I, I would imagine. As I, you're like, you know, I'm not that, I'm not short, but I'm also not that tall either. So you're I'm probably, six one. yeah, you're, you're a good, you know, court, you know, about a third of a foot taller than me. So, um, and I, I go Vic and you are the operator of this here, uh, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Skystone. I, I know we're a Skystone. Are we, I, are we, are we ready to go? Uh, I'm ready. I believe we have everyone. And, uh, I, is this who, a who has, sibling of yours? And I point over at, uh, Brian's character. <laughs> uh, it, what, why would you think that? There's not that many dwarves around here. I, I only assumed you knew each other. Silly humans thinking everybody is alike. Do I look like him? As a as an idea, so I am he where he has kind of black hair, I have blonde long hair, uh a very straight beard, uh and the sides of my beard are braided, coming down to kind of a just kinda of hanging down, basically. So uh I look very different from him as far as at least hair color is concerned. Um, and I'm also fairly modest in my clothing. I don't know what you're wearing, I guess, Brian, but, uh, so. Well, what are you hopefully, wearing? I know that seemed like <laughs> such a, a pointed question there. I mean, um, is, uh, is Vic Fontaine over there? Is he a, uh, <laughs> Vic Fontaine. <laughs> Is he a is he a uh, mountain dwarf or a hill dwarf or? I'm a hill dwarf. Oh yeah, they're definitely not brothers. Nope. Okay. Well, um, I can't believe you would think that we're the brothers. I mean, you're... Are, are we ready to go? Yes, I, I, I am, I am ready whenever you are. Who, who here Beauty has my humans. payment? What? Who here has my payment? Money bags has struck again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Didn't we pay but... last night, or is it pay on delivery or pay on? That's his terms, not mine. I I don't remember getting paid last night. <laughs> Does this happen to you often? I, I hold up one hand and I like flick my fingers and there's a small sparkle and the, a, a small rectangular uh, piece of paper shows up and I hand it to you and I said, here is all, here's my information. You may send me a bill later. I kind of require payment before we go. How much was it again? It's a mere five gold. Five It's gold. pretty minuscule. Send me a bill later and I'll pay you seven. Mm. Already looking to go into debt, and we're already, you know. <laughs> I don't even know how much gold I have. What the hell? You well, we all started with six hundred and fifty, so and, and <laughs> like you this, you spent all none of it. So I mean, <laughs> I pay him do, those do, gold. Do you uh, do you like still look like you're insisting on uh, receiving payment? 
Absolutely. Fine, fine. I like flick my hands, it disappears again. I flick them again, and five gold appear in my hand, and I say, here you go. Excellent. Shall we go? And I start going up to the obelisk to you know, take them where they're, where they're, where they're scheduled to go. All right. As Vic walks up to the obelisk, he starts murmuring some quiet words. And much as you've done, most of you in the past, notice a ring of magical energy, sort of light blue and swirled in with little tiny gold sparkles begins to form in a circle on the ground around you. This ring starts to expand upwards into a dome and maintains that same appearance throughout. However, unlike in times past when you've used an obelisk, almost red lightning bolts start coursing through it. You feel the hairs on your neck, your back, your beard in the case of the dwarves, stand on end. A very weird feeling. Your body begins to tingle. It's completely alien. None of you have experienced this before. Do any of you react to this? I uh, prepare to uh, attack, so I like ready my grip on my my maul. Um, I I'm just looking confused and and not understanding what's going on because this is not what's supposed to be happening. So I reach up behind my head. Like, I'm reaching for, like, a, a hood, like a hooded sweatshirt style, like a hood, to pull up that's not there. And as I grab onto nothing and pull it up, you see shadows just kind of come up with my hand over the head. And as soon as I have the hood of shadows, it just kind of spreads over, and I look like I'm wearing this, like, shadowy cloak. And I, I kind of go into a ready pose looking for whatever potentially might come at us. Um, I just sit there and say a brief per- per- Ah, brief prayer to my uh, deity for uh, protection. All right. So as this energy becomes more and more intense, it starts hitting you and singeing everyone in the group. The magical field collapses, just as it normally would when you travel. Mm. And I need everyone to give me a fortitude save. Pants. Hmm. Uh, pants. I mean, oh, constitution dude. save? Yes, constitution save, sorry. Old language. Uh, yes. We just click on the no. name, right? You click on, yeah, constitution under saving throws. Oh, under saving throws. And dwarves, you get to roll this with advantage. Oh, I see it. It's above your skills on your character sheet there. Yeah. Oh, there. Got it. Sure. Sure. All right. So what did everyone get? I think I I rolled it it right. Uh, Yes, you did. I got an eight. Uh, There's two numbers. Which ones do we take? The left one. Okay. I got a six. 
Uh, Chris won. That's fine. I, I rolled a 15, so I rolled it the, a constitution first, and then I rolled the actual save, which is, I guess it's okay. the same. I don't know. Brian? Yeah, I'm really confused on this. Where is my save at? I just rolled constitution. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly, so, yeah. That's, that's your save. It's Because you see at the bottom of that box it says saving dress. Right, so hers, she just rolled constitution, though. So, so yeah, she, I did it So right above the, your skills... So right above your skills, there's uh-huh. a saving throws that has all of your abilities. Oh, you just click you on have six different saves. Yeah, then I got a twelve. So I would take a fourteen for hammer. I think fell. I did that right. Yes, you did. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't. I I just did it on. The, I just clicked on the um, actual name that was to the left yeah. of that Which box. I think does mostly the same but anyway no that's fine i'm just trying to make sure i'm doing what i should be doing Damn all right new so character sheets. most everyone in the group is fine however morgan you are overcome with the need to vomit Ew. you are just absolutely nauseous right now Whatever happened, as you're still trying to figure out what's going on, is feels like it wrenched apart your insides. Okay. Your insides want to become outsides? And everyone in the group currently is almost blinded by the glare currently. And as your eyes adjust, you find yourselves next to an obelisk. However, surrounding the obelisk, as far as your eyes can see, is a field of obsidian with small crags and large outcrops, almost like shards of knives poking up out of the ground at a 45 degree angle leaning away from the obelisk. There are striations running through the ground also directly away from the obelisk. Almost as if this was the epicenter of something. Like the like there was like there was a force and they all bent away from us? Maybe. So I do I eventually kind of regain control over myself? Uh you well, you're currently vomiting while everyone else is Ew, doing whatever happens next. Be- between vomits I say I I I Try to look over at Vic and be like, I want a refund. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, as I kind of regain where I'm like, what? Where is this place? What happened? That's not what I did. This wasn't me. And I just kind of look at my hands like, what happened? Where did you take us? I I told us I t- took us where we're supposed to go. This this something happened. Something intervened. Something got in between. Well, take man us in back. The middle. I let's. I'll, I'll try. Um. And I guess I'm gonna try and take us back from where we came, or at least try and 
Yeah, I'm just going to try and take us back from where we came, basically. Sure. So, as you reach up and start chanting again, nothing happens. Um. What did you do? I didn't do this. This wasn't me. Well, then who was it? Who do I need to smash to get us back? And as your voices raise, you notice something strange. That when you get a bit louder, you see what appears to be almost waves of blue light emanating from the other's mouths. Who are talking loudly. So am I vomiting blue light then, or...? (laughs) <laughs> Actually, when you're vomiting, How loud as your you vomit hits onto the obsidian, you see small ripples of green and white energy. I'm like, wait. I didn't even Yell eat this again? much today. I don't know where this is coming from. Wow. <laughs> so as I'm talking to... I talk to Fen and I, I look at Fen and I'm like, wait, can you... Like, scream again? Why do you need me to scream? And I'm like, interesting. I can... I'm not screaming! See things. See you talking. Hmm. Can Can I see my own, like... Can I see my own energy coming off? Yes. Everyone can see... Well, I didn't know if it was just... Yeah. You could only see other people's. It's a little bit less noticeable when you do it yourself, but when other people do it, you notice it a little bit more just because it's a little bit not quite in front of your face. Right. Hmm. Um, anyone who has Arcana may roll it now to try and get some understanding. Nope. Yeah, man. Oof. Yep. I rolled a nice nine. I got a 19. Alright. Well, with a 19, you're able to surmise Question. Sorry. Yes. Belly is still silent. Why is there two different numbers? Okay. So this is what I was explaining before. If you're rolling with advantage, which is a thing that'll happen throughout the course of the game, if you're rolling with advantage, you roll the dice twice. Okay. And you take the higher result. If you roll with disadvantage, you also roll the dice twice and take the lower result. However, since we're just rolling these normally, you just take the first result that shows up on roll 20. Oh, okay. So it's always going to roll the two, but depending upon what your situation is, if you're with advantage or disadvantage or normal is how you use those. All right, so... M- Mr. Snow. I'm you not Russian. I'm not Russian. <laughs> <laughs> so you realize this really isn't the material plane anymore. Do I estimate this is possibly the space between the obelisks? This is essentially the space they travel. If I had to hazard a guess, I would say this is 
the space between that obelisks traveled through on the way through, and we got stuck in in the middle, essentially. Is that a is that a you wouldn't accurate know guess? whether it would be or not because this isn't something anyone in the group has ever heard of before. No, no, I'm just uh, understanding um, but, the, the way magic works. That would be a conclusion I could potentially make. Well, you Here recognize that this would be another plane. However, you're not really quite sure what it is. Okay. So the four of you find yourselves. In potentially a separate plane. Sorry, actually, hold on. So, Morgan, do you want to convey this to the rest of the group? Yes. So, am, am, am I uh, done making my insides outsides at this yes. point? You're okay. starting to regain a little bit more of your normalcy, although you still feel terrible. Oh, yeah. So, I go, I want my five gold back. But, regardless of that, I I think I at least have understood somewhat of what may have happened. Oh, please do tell. I, I, I This has never happened to me before. Uh, I kind of like look up and around and I go, well, I can tell you based upon, and I like snap my fingers a couple times and I go, the rate that the that that the sound is moving and bouncing off the walls, this is definitely not the material plane anymore. The there's a slightly different uh, thickness in the air, and I can tell that's not true. Okay, so sorry, I, I do want to set this for you. Okay, um, it appears in most senses to be the material plane. However, what you're experiencing with the releases of visible energy is definitely not something that would ever happen in the material plane. Okay. Gravity is so. the same. Smells to you seem mostly the same. Smells dusty and rocky right now. But, you know, and maybe some burnt nose hairs and some vomit. But it smells like you're accustomed to. Okay. So, scratch what I said. And instead, um, you... So... Based upon some of the things I can tell here, uh, especially, as you can see, coming out of my mouth and I can see coming out of yours, it appears that that sound uh, energy itself seems to have some sort of physical manifestation here. This is somewhere outside of the material plane. Lad, and I stomp my foot, this feels pretty material to me. What do you mean uh, it's not the material plane? Have you traveled between worlds before? No. Have so, you? Yes. The the thing about uh, all other worlds is that they, while you are on them, appear just as physical and, and material as the worlds you were on previously. But each individual world has its own qualities and unique characteristics or uh, almost personality, if you will. Um, you... In most ways, you wouldn't be able to understand that you're in another place other than those those slight nuances to your own world. Uh, if you say so. I don't know. This place is strange, but it does feel physical to me. Physical, yes. Material, no. It's... So why can't I get us back? 
Well, uh, if I had to hazard a guess and not really understanding fully how these obelisks work, I would guess that your tie to the obelisk has something to do with it being on the material plane. Uh, or maybe if there's a network of these things, perhaps this one's not connected to the other ones. This is an output and not an input. I, I honestly don't really fully understand them well enough to know. I can, I can throw out as many guesses as you'd like to hear, but uh, I have no ability to know whether or not they're accurate. All right, Vic, I'm going to give you another chance on Narcana check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with and get, advantage? And, I don't, and, and you're going to roll this one with advantage, and the reason why is because you're very familiar with these devices. Okay. If that's the case, then I rolled a 24. So you realize that you've heard in your druidic circles of individuals attempting to manipulate these devices to go further distances than normally possible. So it has been hypothesized that maybe it's not just limited to your world. However, many people have tried and no one has succeeded up to this point. Interesting. So I kind of study it a little bit more and then I'm, I'm kind of pops in my head. I'm like, you know, what you're saying, there's, there's, there's been talks um, that I've heard about, you know, trying to use, use the obelisk to basically stretch their distance or stretch their ability so but it's how, always just been a myth how precisely do these obelisks operate are they are they a, a, a network of obelisks where you enter in through one and they you can exit out of another they are connected to do you simply get to use an obelisk and uh appear at some distance that you predetermine from you know the obelisk based upon your travel um i, I i've only used the obelisk to travel with others uh, not yourself uh, only a handful of times in the past and i've never fully uh, been able to understand the the inner works of them because they do seem to use a magic i am not familiar with so i was curious do you understand how they work or do you simply use them vic um you're not going to require a check on this. You know that these are a point-to-point -point network. And so you can't use them to travel just anywhere. It has to be to another obelisk. And typically, you have to know what the destination, destination obelisk is in order to get there. However, uh, there have been some accidents in the past where people have lost concentration or whatnot and arrived somewhere unintended. But for the most part, it is a controllable point-to-point -point system where you go, hey, I want to go here, and you go there from one obelisk to another. Okay. Uh, so, what? Oh, I, I, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, so it's, it, it, I would say it's more of a, you can only visit, obviously, 
you should be familiar with the idea that you have to be either leaving or, you know, arriving at another obelisk. Uh, I can't just take a go anywhere. I kind of, you know, there has to be an obelisk available. Uh, I guess, so, uh, Brandon, do, do I have to, have I have, bleh, would I have had to visit the place first? Like, would I've had, like, had to have been at, or would I just know that there's another obelisk somewhere? Visit, or in some cases, with very experienced operators, uh, knowledge of a map of these devices and okay, so you've, you've been traveling them long enough to where you know your way around them pretty well and even if you don't necessarily know somewhere you know where the next one is at Got least it. in your region okay. sure <clears throat> so you know with it being a you know with a experienced operator as myself you know, I'm able to, uh, well, I guess this is out of the norm, but normally, you know, take us to any one of the obelisks uh, within within the area, within the region here. Uh, you know, less experienced people than me are not as good at that. They typically have to know where the obelisk is or I'm fairly well versed in this this is strange that this has happened this has never happened so in your research i mean i i know that many of the cities have been built up around these obelisks but obviously you know from what you've said uh tra travel to other worlds as we are in right now or other planes is is theoretically possible but has never been performed this being an, an accidental occurrence, as you can see, and I gesture right towards it, there's the sky stone right here. So there's been one put here. Travel to this location has been intended by whoever designed these stones prior. So it's not, uh, th this is definitely an endpoint that the obelisk network can connect to. Um, who built these obelisks? Do you have any idea? Vic, you Do don't I? know. They've been around <laughs> as long as recorded history has been around. Uh, I honestly don't know. I They've just always been here, and I, you know, was trained and learned how to operate them. Well, if, if theory is, is at all useful here, we can't... I mean, if, if over recorded time or even unrecorded time, we can't have been the only people to have accidentally ended up here. In theory, there have probably been other expeditions that accidentally ended up here by accident. And uh, I've said the word accident several times in this sentence now. <laughs> only uh, accidentally. Only accidentally. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the thing is, is even if you know they ended up here and suffered the, the, the worst, worst imaginable fate, there should still be some remnants of them having traveled here and we might be able to learn from whatever remains from previous, uh, you know, erroneous teleportations here. Um, I mean, build off of that knowledge and find a way home. Um, 
it's that or we figure something else out. But if if any if there have been any other erroneous teleportations here in the past, so let's see if we can find one and go for, you know we can do what we, do sure. what we can. I mean, unless can, someone else has a better idea. I I mean, I for some reason this is not working. I can't teleport us back. But uh, I I've not heard of anyone else doing not this. It's always been theoretical. Hold hold on, Vic. Not working. Can't teleport us back. Can we teleport someplace else? Well, no. I I'm I'm wondering. Uh, well, that's that's a that's true as well. But I'm wondering. Wondering, since these are a, a a network of things, is it possible that there is some sort of power source that we don't fully understand that's supposed to be connected to this that is not right now? Hammerfell, and, around this time, you're starting to get a little bit hungry. You you skipped breakfast because you thought you might be late. I mean, there's my lunch on the floor if you want it. <laughs> it's it's kind of glowing green blue nah it's exotic it's exotic <laughs> i'll pass all right i'm hungry is there is there a tavern nearby i mean i look around i could use some ale <laughs> We're we're stuck here. What? Why are you worried about food right now? Don't you have I, rations? Um, I was for some reason all of a sudden hungry. I don't know why. <laughs> you are hungry. <laughs> it's like this little voice told me you are hungry. It's almost like a little gentle nudge. Go somewhere. <laughs> so so is I there? Mean, I I think that we probably uh, if you guys want to go on I can I I don't know that I can do anything about this I can't get us anywhere I mean we're not doing any good here let's look around to see if there's any clues in the area Yep let's right. let's 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 do that Uh let's get some survival checks Ooh. Ooh boy, survival. I'm not, I, I am not good at those. I am definitely not good at those. Looks do, like do, uh Mr. Mr. Glass, I mean Snow, um did not survive. Okay. <laughs> I rolled a 4. I rolled a 10. I rolled well. I rolled I rolled really well. <laughs> I rolled an 18. And Hammerfell? I got a seven, which is lucky, right? Yes, the the, the blessed number. Um, unfortunately, number not in this slow. case. So, Vonik, you n- notice there are some tracks leading away from the obelisk. Imprints Boy, there's some tracks the dust over here. that has accumulated over the What was that obsidian. accent? It wasn't... I just said, oi. Oi, there's some tracks over here. Yeah, that was the part I was talking about. Okay. Then it just happened. I don't know. (laughs) Just roll with it. Roll with it. 
Chris is just channeling an ancestor for a moment. So, uh, <laughs> boy, there's some tracks over here. Hey, Morty. <laughs> anyway, um, we should okay. go this way. Let's let's follow the tracks. I mean, it's better than than nothing. Yep. I mean, what kind of tracks are they? Are they like big, massive beast tracks, or are they like some halfling's foot tracks? I, uh, I I reach up and you know kind of wear that that shadowy hood cloak thing. I just pull the hood the sort of intangible hood back, and it, it as soon as I pull it back where a, a retracted hood would be, the entire just shadow just kind of fades away and kind of folds back into my neckline. That's that's that a is neat very trick. Interesting. All right, so I right. found some tracks. What do you do? F- follow them. I mean, I mean that's what I guess, that's what you do I mean, with them, and, really. And these tracks, if I find about tracks, those of a medium-sized w- creature. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, I follow them. All right. Let's so, go this way. See what this. See what we find. After about 20, 30 minutes of following these tracks, you're noticing that this field of obsid- field of obsidian keeps going. You're not seeing an end in sight yet. However, I'm going to need everyone to make a perception check. I perceive I'm going to need to figure out where that's at. It's in your skills. It's in your skills. Oh, I got a 13. I got a 10. I got... (laughs) I got... Roll problems over here. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I got a six. Appar- got a apparently, my hunger rolls. is making me very uh, <laughs> yeah. un- un- unperceptive. You know, I feel kind of hungry too. I think I have an empty stomach. <laughs> so everyone, I... except Feldheimer, yeah, sees an outcrop with a small shoe sticking out from it. Which way is the shoe facing? Is it facing down like there's someone buried in the ground or facing up like someone lost a shoe? Uh, it appears as though it's attached to something. It's not like has a house from Kansas laying out or anything, is there? <laughs> uh, the shoe's just thinking what that. A world, what a Something's <laughs> concealed on the other side, shall we say. Okay. Can I go look at the other side? No, no, no. You, cannot, you can't leave the tracks. That's not how this works. No, of course oh. you can. Chugga, 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 chugga. Okay, I go look at the other side. And laying in the ground, you see an unconscious halfling. Okay. Other Chris, do you want to describe what you look like? So I have a, like a, a dark black uh, cloak on. Um, you see my boots. One of them you already saw. Um, they're black also. Um, I have... Uh, a green colored belt which is kind of odd like everything else is dark and subdued except for my belt for some reason um, I feel like you're compensating for something it's possible I don't know um, the the weird thing you see about my face is that I have a scar on the right hand side of it um, that's like perfectly down it's not jagged or anything at all it's just perfectly straight um, on the side of my face it fell into an obelisk um, spike 
<laughs> and uh, uh, my eyes are closed, so you don't know what my eyes look like. Um, and you can't tell what the rest of my head looks like because the, the cowl of my cloak is still I misheard you. I thought you front. said the cow of your cloak. <laughs> and then my brain goes... That's not right. It should be cowl. That'd and be then, pretty But my amazing. brain just like pictured cow on top of your head. I apologize. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm about, he's hoping for a bovine intervention, foot. so. Boo. Right. Oh, jeez. I'm about three foot, so now I'm, you're just I'm milking taller it. than I was last time. So. That's cow, a 50% can... increase. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, yep. you'll be four foot five in the next game. <laughs> Right. <laughs> hey, I, I'm I go six over, one in this game. I go over and I poke him to see if he moves or reacts. He doesn't move. Well, he's dead. Let's move on. Well, we should probably <laughs> make sure he's dead. Finish him off. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> uh, so, welcome to the game, I'm Chris. You've been a grand in the first five minutes. <laughs> well. So, so I would be like, "Hey, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's uh, let's check things out here." I'll get down there and kind of like pat him down, but then like like is he robbing you? Kind of. No, <laughs> no. So, so I'm doing check it kind of nonchalantly. I'm, like, I'm gonna get trying my to war- hide it. A I'm gonna bit. get my warhammer ready because I don't know. I don't trust this dwarf here. It might fine. might need to take care of some things. <laughs> you, you, that's fine but yeah like nonchalantly just kind of like check like pat his outside of his pockets and stuff like that uh but act like i'm going to and then i'm going to check to see if he is dead you are able to see that there is some breathing he's not dead oh well he so wasn't he was blind he's just mostly dead he's not all dead that's fine. I'll uh, out of game. I have I'll, I have a very low wisdom and no medicine skill. He's not moving. <laughs> Break out dead. the bears! <laughs> I I'll yeah. wander over there since I have a little bit of medicine knowledge, and uh, I'll see if I can assist this poor wretched traveler with his feet sticking out. All right, sure, go for it. Um, I'll let you do it. I can uh, poke him with a stick or whatever else that will help uh, with the medicine. Let me help with the medicine. Poke, poke. (laughs) What are you, Yoda? (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) Smelling salts or something, you know. Just something to... What do I have on my... I've got a block of incense. Maybe that'll work. Uh, oh, it's patchouli! Oh God, no! Oh no! Oh God! Can I just can I just cast a level one healing word on him? Hold word. on. Let, let me let me see if I can poke him with a stick with my medicine check here. See if I can. Like that you do, don't you? <laughs> poke you, I shall. Yes. <laughs> hey, I, you yeah. know, I actually might have done something useful here with a roll here. I got a twenty-one on my medicine. Does that does Ooh. that uh, help with uh, reviving this fellow over here? Well, unfortunately, he he did pass out. So you're able to ascertain that he did he pass out. out. However, you didn't get any healing out of it necessarily. 
Maybe if you wave the patchouli under his nose, he might wake All up. All right. Well, oh God, I no, wish no, I was no, dead. No, Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it comes from a rose. Oh my so, gosh. It's the stinkiest. A bit of a problem here. I think this fellow has drunk, drunk himself unconscious. So um, I think uh, I will uh, lay my hands on him and give him a little uh, bit of a heal. Awkward. So I grasp his neck um, and uh, <laughs> use lay on hands. Right, so Not that I'm that shoving his face further in the dirt or anything, but <laughs> how much does that heal? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I've got t- 25 uses of it, so well, that's um. <laughs> oh, so you can control how much of it you give him. Oh, okay. I've never played this fifth edition thing before, so up to let's, twenty-five uh, HP. Okay, let's 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 give him a good tenor. That sounds good. All right, and that's sufficient enough. And the halfling begins to wake up. Start screaming now. Ah! Before we get to that part, I do want to explain how you ended up here, Chris. That would be nice. <laughs> also, do you have a name for your character? Sander Boulderbrush. Okay. So, Sander, the night before, you were thinking about heading out in Hammerfell. However, or Hammer, no, no, Ironfell, sorry. Put you were thinking down. about heading out with uh, the group. However, you were trying to figure out if you could do it yourself. And... You're not really sure what happened, but one thing led to another. You ended up here in the middle of the night. And you didn't bring any food or water with you. And you were already pretty parched. You know, a little distracted as a halfling. And as you were walking through here, you passed out. And managed... So, say that part again. I was walking in Ironfell, walking down the streets. Yeah, and you are messing with the obelisk. And then I passed out on another plane. To see if you were messing with the obelisk to see if you could use it yourself. Your insatiable uh, curiosity got the best of you. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. And so somehow I wound up here. Was I awake when I landed or was I already out when I landed? You were awake. However, you were very ill, just like Morgan Snow was. And okay, when you arrived, you were already a little bit dehydrated anyways. And so... You barely were able to make it under an overhang to keep yourself out of the uh, the elements. But this was just as the morning sun was coming up, and it was already starting to get quite warm. Okay. Uh, my voice! My vo- I need my voice! Where am I? Who are you? Um, I... Was it a good idea to bring him back? Is he in more pain? Do we need to put him down? I'll get my Warhammer ready again. <laughs> oh, this game's going to go real well. <laughs> just the first instinct is just kill everything that's wounded as a party full of mostly like, good characters. It's, it's the only kind thing to do. It's it's a mercy. <laughs> I get out my Warhammer skin and I, I give it to him. Uh, thank you. I'm guessing you're tall. Yes. 
six feet. I don't know what you look like, actually. Could you dragonborn? describe yourself um, as you're handing it I over? I am a uh, copper dragonborn uh, wearing a uh, male um, and I uh, have a large mall. Um, very, just like kind of gruff features. Uh, from that description, all I can get is just you're wearing actual like postage. And you've got a diorama of a, of a shopping center on a stick. Let's all go to the mall. So I thought we were playing fifth edition, not Munchkin. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all the wanting to kill going on, I'm pretty sure it's already uh, devolved into that. <laughs> so I look at look at the water skin and I go to reach for it and then I look and see who's behind the water skin and I just I kind of stop for a second and then I go ahead and grab it obviously I I need the water so bad it doesn't matter where it came from um, I kind of sniff it a little uncork it and sniff it a little bit kind of look back and I sniff it some more and, I'm not going to poison then, you then I take a big old swig and just start gu- guzzling it I'd tell you before I poisoned you. Uh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hey, thank you very much. Uh, how, how, how did I get here? That's a question we would like to ask of you. Oh, hand the water skin back. Thank you very much. I, uh, Finn takes I was just having a, I, I was just having a great night and, I was playing with the obelisk. I was certain I was going to be able to get it to work this time. and It's your fault that know. it broke. What did broke. you do? It's never worked ever. I have played with that thing for five years. It's never done anything. <laughs> <laughs> Are we not going to have But, okay. Kids, ask your parents. <clears throat> so... Also, so what did, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So so what did you, you said that you were, and I put in air quotes, playing with the obelisk? What what do yeah, you yeah. mean by this? You put you your put, right hand in, you put your right <laughs> hand out. Didn't your mother out. ever tell you that if you keep playing with it, you'll go blind? jeez. Oh, no! I've always got to figure out contraptions and figure out what's going on. You can't. You can't experience the world by just being afraid of everything. So what is? So I put my right hand on it, and that didn't work. I put my left hand on it, that didn't work. I tried my right hand and my foot. Tried my left hand. Oh, yeah. When my left hand and my foot hit it, then it's, then something happened. I think. Don't really know. Oh. And then I was somewhere else. Maybe we and Every time have I spoke, it, it was like it was like these sparkly things coming out of my mouth. It was weird. I'm not sure. And then I don't remember what happened after that. So, let me get this straight. You went and you tried to mess around with the obelisk. And then, and I point over it at Vic. Then when he went to operate it, it didn't work well the next day. And we ended up in the same place as you did when you were messing with it. Now, tell me, how does that look? I told you it wasn't Uh, my fault. I told you it wasn't my fault. Do you have to have magic in order to... Work an obelisk? Uh, yes. Yes, you do. Okay. Of Uh, course. I don't have any magic. Yes, you do. I do? Yes. Small, tiny amounts. Never mind. But not sufficient enough to operate. You you have Tegan levels of magic. 
<laughs> hey, 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 hey. There are no Tegans here. <laughs> Can we still measure in Tegans? No. Tegan doesn't exist no. in this universe. Stop with the Tegan hate. This is Sander now. Yeah. Sander's Oh, we measure in Sanders. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Approximately one yard. <laughs> so okay, what did so you yes, do? I have a little bit of magic, but I don't think it'd be enough to make something like that. I mean, who... Who worked the the obelisk for you guys? I did. And I am. Do you have a lot of magic or a little magic? I'm an operator. I have been doing it (laughs) for years. Are you a smooth operator? Smooth (laughs) operator. I am the smooth operator. Uh, (laughs) I have been doing. I'm picturing it with a name tag that says Vic Smooth Operator. (laughs) (laughs) I can make you business cards that read that out. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it for years. I am a master at it. You, what, what, you obviously did something because everything went awry and we all ended up here. And this is not All right, where well, I, let's go back to the obelisk and I'll put my left hand it, and my left foot on it and yeah, doesn't we'll do work. something else. If, if it you doesn't broke work it anymore. this badly to begin with, I don't want to see what you could do worse. And I can't even operate it from here. It just doesn't work anymore. Can you guys tell how much magic I have? Can you like? Can you guys uh, like sense how much magic I have? No, that doesn't. That's not. No, yeah. that's not a thing. That's not a thing. At least not for no. any mechanical here. purposes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Look, I'm telling you, I've Calm five down, Harry. years. I've never, I've never been able to do something, and now I, and now you really think I did this? I mean, what does it look like? You came here, messed around with it last night. We tried to use the obelisk this morning, and it brought us here. So Where someone with are. very little magic all of a sudden operated a complex magical machinery and broke it. So you tell me. It, if you have a, are, are you familiar with uh, any form of mechanical device, Sander? No. Okay. If you took a stick, are do you yes. are you familiar with sticks? I assume yes. I I'm intimately familiar with sticks. I don't want to know As how they're talking. I'm looking around but, the uh, horizon to make sure that nothing is coming up and sneaking up on if us. If you take a small, just give me a perception check. Give me one Sa- second. Sander, if you take a small stick and you hand it to a child, what will the child likely do with that stick? I got a nine. All right, continue on. I'm thinking a sword fight. And uh... after completing a sword fight with a stick, what is likely to happen to the stick? Uh, get thrown away. It will get broken. It'll go off in your hand oh. if you do a sword mm. fight. Yes. Yes, and, yes, yes, yes. And so, once that child is has broken it, will giving that stick back to the child somehow repair the stick? Will having no. the child play with the stick any further make... Well, of course not. Then what... You are an inexperienced person working with magics that are far older than all of civilization. What makes you think that by you tweaking with it and trying to manipulate it would ever make it work any better or fix it? 
because you said that I made it work when I've never made it work before. So I was going to see if I could make it work before. I, I gesture around us and go, do you call this working? You made I it I still activate. don't think I did this. I would not call this functional. So the only way to activate it is from the person touching the stone? From an operator touching the stone. An operator. Like me. So if somebody operator. wasn't an operator, could they make the stone move, do anything? Uh, it, probably they could easily make Typically the stone no. function incorrectly. Vic, you know that it's a very precise set of commands in order to get it to operate. Yeah. Do you it's, have to know the three codes? You for, have to know how to do it. Time? You have to know how to do it to do it. So, so I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know what your name is, sir. I am Mr. Snow. What do you Snow. mean by precise? Yes, Mr. Snow that doesn't believe me. I meant the man that does believe me because he knows what's going on. What is your name, sir? I don't believe you. But You don't believe me either? But you know there's obvious commands. There is, is there commands. a command for the foot? I believe him. No. Leave the poor guy alone. He's just okay, woke up. If there's no command for the foot, I did not do this. <laughs> I kicked the thing. It's not gonna. It's not gonna start working when you kick it. And I kicked it, sir. I I honestly <laughs> don't think he's smart enough to use it. I don't disagree with that. I agree. But he clearly tripped on something, and it got activated in some form or fashion to bring him here. That it would not have worked otherwise. It's he would possible. not be here otherwise. It's. It's unlikely that he would have ever been able to intentionally or accidentally to use it. But, looking at the circumstances, he attempted to operate it. He ended up teleporting here, not where he had intended to go, or not where anyone had intended to go. The next circumstance is an operator who has experience with it attempts to use it and ends up in the same destination. Could it possibly not be this halfling's fault? Yes, that's absolutely possible. But the circumstances make it look extremely likely that he is the one to blame for us arriving here. Is there a... Um, I'm just standing there to... nodding my head like, yep, yep, exactly. Are, are you a lawyer? Is there, is there I a, am like... a diplomat. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do worse. like a sense motive or anything within... Uh, all right, all right enough edition? talking. Let's Insight. find shelter before we all Insight. die out here. Insight is the sense motive, essentially, in this. Okay. I got a 19. Can I tell? Well, 22 if the, it's uh, the, the second roll, but 19. Um, yeah, you can, I... you can tell that he's being genuine. He's not yep. lying at all. He doesn't know how he got here and honestly yeah. doesn't think he really even operated it. All right, what was your name again? Sander? Sander. Sander. Like, belt? Or? Yes. Oh, well, I don't. Yes, because there are many belt My sanders in D&D. &D. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he has a very prominent belt. Remember? Sander has that, that prominently green belt. So that's that's the belt of Sander. Yes. Sure, sure. sure. Jeez. Oh, boy. Uh, it's going to be a new magical item. Hold on. Let me figure this out. <laughs> I, I honestly think, Sander, you're telling us the truth. I think we should look for answers elsewhere. Can we look for some food, too? I am starving. I, yeah, me too. Whatever that thing happened with the you thing. You are that, really uh, not prepared, are you? Uh, I don't have to be prepared. I, I usually find my way. Well, you found your Clearly, way here. you are unprepared 
right, how many rations you does everyone have on them right now? Or I have two. servings of food. I have... Okay, so Tony, I have a question for you. Yes. Enough for me. There are two numbers where my rations are. And that means the you have two worth of rations. No, no. So the left, there is the a left 10 number. on the left side as yes. I'm looking at it. means you have it. 10. And then there's two on the other side. Is that the yeah, weight that's on the other weight. side? Okay. Weight is on so the I right side. So I have 10 rations. And how much water does everyone have on them? I have one water skin. Well, you have zero now. You drink all my water? I thought I only drank a third, but... I have okay, a okay. water skin and a okay. flask of holy water. Let's say you have half of it left. Okay. He was a very thirsty boy. Grumble. <laughs> Can we find some food and water? Well, you've been here the longest. Which way should we go? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I get up a little groggily. I, I'm swaying a little bit. Are we I'm still a little tired his and direction? Hungry. And I do Holy a survival crap. check. Is that right? All right. Yeah, that'll work for this. All right, so what does green mean? A natural 20. Yeah. What does that mean in 5th edition? Well, just, just tell me what you got with the, the you know stipulations. Uh, all right, it's a natural 20, 21 total. All right, you really like feel strongly you need to keep heading in the direction you are already heading. All right, I, I feel like we need to keep going the direction. Apparently, you guys were going the same way, too. We were are you following, following your something? tracks. We, yeah, we found oh, your tracks. On, all right, well let's keep let's keep going this direction. I feel like there's something important this, in this direction. Yeah, let's trust the guy Is who came here and passed out. He's definitely got the right idea. Do you have a good, better idea? I have no ideas right now. Well, That's some obvious. idea is better than no idea. I suppose. What's telling me to go that direction? The DM. <laughs> well, yes. besides, okay, so. thank you. The BM? The, the body order? What? You don't realize this. That's BO. Like, intuitively. <laughs> BM is something completely different. But you've, you've got a strong instinct based off of the natural 20, right? That yeah. based off of wind patterns and just small cues around you, for the first time in your life, you've figured out, hey, you know what? I think if we keep going this direction, we'll find water at the very least. Okay, mm-hmm. I I I just feel like I, I I can't smell it, but I can feel it. The water's this way. I gotta keep going this way. Mm-hmm. All right. You I mean, one. we don't have a better option, so I guess we not trust him, but keep an eye on him for now. We're all gonna be dead if we don't find water. So let's get going. All right. And so I start strut forward, kind of going forward, kind of like like I'm really sure of what I'm doing. And then after about five, six paces, I look to see who's following. I grudgingly follow him. I'm following, but I'm definitely a bit behind. Like I'm not right behind him. I'm I'm uh, obviously following, but uh, I put it, I put away my maul and strap it to my back, uh, or excuse me, warhammer rather, and uh, then uh, keeping my distance from the vomiting, uh, Mister Snow, because you don't want that on your shoes. All right, what's your order? He's not continually vomiting. You never know when the next m- one might hit. 
order-wise? Yes. Yeah, so who's, who's going right after him? I'll go first. I'll go third. Or, well, second after our leader. Who's the leader? Uh, the person oh, you mean who feels like he has an idea of where he's the, going. The belt of Sander is leading us onward. The belt of Sander. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Boulder brush. Okay, that's fine. Follow I'll the follow boulder. after boulder the barbarian. After Fen. Boulder brush. Okay, then I'll, I'll follow after you. I'll uh, keep Brian's bringing up the rear. Oh yes, <laughs> he likes I guess I'm sorry. Rear. As Hammer one fell. tends to do. You know, you don't you don't necessarily want the people that will heal you, but he he is wearing some nice equipment to uh, smash something over the head. So you know, nothing will catch us from behind either. And I'm right in front of him, so he's just gonna hit me over the head if I get him out of line. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all I, have that feeling, dear? So c- you continue on. <laughs> and you journey through the end of the night. Or through the end of the day. You make camp. Continue on. It's just more obsidian. The far, far as the eye can see still. The next day you continue on. No water. No food. Again. Doubts are beginning to creep up. The next morning you set off, you continue for about two hours, and we'll find out what you see next time on Paper, Pencil, Dice. Thanks for listening, everyone. Feel free to email us at paperpencildice at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments or concerns. Feel free <laughs> to reach us. Paperpencildicepodcast at gmail.com. Damn it, Tony. Um, <laughs> all right, fine. You do the outro. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for listening to these ep- to, to this episode. We're gonna be uh, continuing on with Brandon's campaign here for a little while. Uh, season two has just ended, so uh, we're gonna do this as a, as a bit of a intermission for uh, a, a few weeks, maybe a month or two. And what an uh, ending that was, man! Can you believe everything exploded? I know that was weird. We totally didn't record this before the ending of season two. Totally not. <laughs> Some, uh, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> but anyway, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can sp- you can find us on Facebook at uh, Paper Pencil Dice. Otherwise, you can send us an email at paperpenciledicepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, otherwise, uh, hope to see you and hope you guys are enjoying Brandon's game here. And uh, we'll see you next time. In the meantime, keep gaming, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Paper, Pencil, Dice. Reach out to us at paperpenciledicepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time to find out what our heroes get into next on Paper, Pencil, Dice.